This is Bridging the Gap with Love, Episode 14, Andrea's Story. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And this is a podcast about our own stories and experiences with adoption, while hoping to provide education and support for birth moms, potential birth moms, and anyone with a connection to adoption. Hi guys, Heidi here. This is the episode that we have been waiting for. This is actually one of three episodes that we have been waiting for. Previously, I spoke about being able to go to Bear Lake with um, all of my family, all of my six siblings, their spouses, um, my nieces and nephews, my parents, and Alex and Andrea and their family um, were there also. And if I could even attempt to put into words the feelings and the emotions that were felt there, um, I wouldn't be able to do it. It was the most magical week of our lives. And I'm not even saying that lately. It was really just a little slice of heaven. And I I kind of wish that somehow I had a somebody there recording every single thing that we did and but I just have it burned into my memory and, and on my heart. But while we were there, uh, Jessica and I were able to interview Andrea, and we were also able to interview Alex. I have been waiting for these interviews, and I'm so excited to share them with you. Andrea's is going to be in a two-part episode. Today is uh, part one, and I am so excited for you to listen to it. Now, here's a little caveat. We were at Bear Lake, and Jessica was uh, in St. Louis area, and it was our first time recording on Zoom, and you know, we we're still working on uh, learning this whole recording thing. So the sound quality is not ideal, but nonetheless, the message that you will hear today um, and Andrea's story, the meat of it is what is is what is important. It's incredible. She does such a good job articulating her story. And I just cannot wait for you to hear part one today of Andrea's story. Enjoy. Podcast listeners, we are so excited to have you here with us today. We have a very special guest, someone I'm so excited to finally get to meet, not completely in person, but over Zoom. We have Andrea here with us today, who is Alex's adoptive mom. And we also have Heidi here. Say hello, Heidi. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. They're coming at us from Bear Lake, Utah or Idaho or somewhere. We're on the we're on the Idaho border. Okay. They're in yeah, Idaho. Yeah, we're on the up, yeah, we're on the Idaho side. And they're together. Their families are together right now. Yes. We it's are amazing. It's a miracle. <laughs> how has how has it been? Like I'm looking at your shirt, Andrea, and I'm just in love. Tell me about that. Tell you about the shirt. <laughs> well, <laughs> The idea of us coming together for this reunion was mine. So let it be written. So let it be done. Yes. (laughs) And um, yeah, I mean, this is 20 years in the making, but you know, better late than never. Right. Yeah. Yes. For sure. I think it's perfect. I think it's just the right time. Heidi, how's it been for you? Uh, Yeah. to be out there uh, together. It's been, I think the word that I keep coming back to is surreal. 
Like it just feels very surreal. Like there's sometimes I'll just sit around and I'll look at everybody and I'll be like, we're all together. Like, this mm-hmm. is weird. It's not mm-hmm. weird. It's like, I can't put in my mind words to, to explain exactly what's like happening to my mind and body and like emotions. I can't put all that together, but it's been pretty magical. Like it's been pretty incredible and we've had some really amazing experiences and, and a lot of fun. So it's weird in thought, but it's not weird in action. Indeed. Like it's totally natural. It, it fits like a glove, at least from my perspective, everybody, you know, might be going, hurry up. Let's get out of here. It's been been so good. Like I've described it as like these puzzle pieces that have all kind of been put together over the Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And these were kind of like, all of the missing pieces at the end, like coming together and just, but it's also like an infinite puzzle that will keep just adding more mm-hmm. to it. And it's just always just bigger and better. And I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but that's how I feel. <laughs> so. I love that so much. It's almost weird that it's not weird. If it's anything like, oh, my, right. Like my experience with mm-hmm. hanging out with my kids' birth parents and their families, I'm like, you know what? Anybody walking in off the street might think, what are these people doing? How are they connected to each other? But it's just family. So I'm so glad you guys are having that experience yeah. together. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. There, well, there have been several times this week where I have said, it's, it's weird that it's not weird. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, At least feels, three. It just feels very natural and just like we're all family. And we are. We really are. It's just, it's beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. That makes me so happy. I feel like I was definitely influenced by like the Saturday's warrior culture, like growing up mm-hmm. where this idea that we were all together before this life. And I mean, I think that was true for this crazy world of adoption too, like birth families, adoptive families. I think, I just think moments like this, where we all come together on this, on this earth, the way you feel so like comfortable and normal and not weird with each other to me just is like a sign that it, that we must have known each other before. Yeah. Yep. For Absolutely. Sure. So I think if you do it right, it's natural, you know? Yep. And that's kind of our whole purpose is to try and help more people choose the path of like helping it feel natural, like doing yeah. it right the right way. So not forcing anything, just no. being authentic, just being, honest and and communicative with with all the parties you know not just being like self-absorbed but thinking outside yourself and yeah yeah if that makes sense yeah I think it's interesting because communication and adoption or like communication in general is usually between like two parties and adoption kind of opens it up and it's often between at least three parties you know there's an adoptive mom the birth mom and then the adopted child and um, communication has to be good and healthy in every direction there. So we're just so excited to be able to hear from you, Andrea. Um, I did like jot down like a few, questions, a few questions that we'd love for you to answer. And then anything else you'd want to share about your experience. Um, but one of the first things that came to mind, just because I'm curious, is what are some of the experiences or events that led up to Alex becoming a part of your family? 
Okay, that's a that's a really great question. Um, and there are a couple different experiences. Um, first of all, I remember when I was eighteen. Usually, no eighteen year old who is got who has these dreams of going to college and and being active and social and and you know knowing exactly what they want in college don't think about kids and i wasn't even dating anybody but i really remember um thinking about the idea that someday i was going to adopt i just always knew that i was going to adopt and i always knew that i was going to name this child if it was a girl alex alexandria after myself but it wasn't it was just more like, oh, that's going to be like way down the road. But I just find that pretty interesting, significant, whatever, um, that I had thought about that when I was just 18 years old. And then, you know, as time went by, I got married and, um, and my, my husband at the time. So I think in one of your podcasts, Heidi had already expressed that, that my, my, <laughs> it's okay. No, it's good. I, it's, it is what it is. My husband at the time, you know, and I got a divorce. So I divorced him and that can be, you know, another time or whatever. But, um, so <laughs> I apologize. I'm not quite sure what I should call him, but the only thing I can think of is husband at the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so after we had been married for three years, we had decided that it was a good time to start trying to have kids. And I didn't think that I was going to have any issues. Nobody thinks that they're going to have any issues when they start doing it, but it, <laughs> you just think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, you know, everybody, everybody has a baby. So it's a piece of cake, you know, but we found out pretty quickly that it wasn't a piece of cake. And for me, it was, it was kind of an ev evolution of different things that were wrong with my body. And I don't know why. I mean, part of me does know now, but you know, we just didn't know why everything kept changing, but we started doing um, all the different procedures and the, the hormone therapy. And then we decided to make the big um, in vitro jump. So we did that and used our resources for that. And it didn't, the first time it didn't work. And, um, I still wasn't thinking about adoption because I had two nephews on my, my ex's family side that had been adopted, um, from a different country when they were babies, but they were struggling. Um, and they had a lot of issues. They had a lot of problems. Great, great kids as part, as far as personality and, and everything, but they just really struggled with life and they wound up, you know, getting into drugs and going to jail. And that scared me because that was the only, that was the only story that I knew about adoption. And so I was, you know, a little bit tainted that way. So we didn't think about that. So anyway, um, so my dad's first cousin uh, is, President James E. Faust. And for those people who aren't familiar with the LDS Church or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I got to get that right. Um, 
if you're not familiar with that, he, he was an apostle, a member of the 12 apostles, and he was also a member of the first presidency. So I had read his biography that he had special healing powers. And so I decided to write him a letter and um, asking him if he would give me a blessing because I wanted so badly to get pregnant and have a child of my own. And so quickly uh, we were able to communicate with his secretary and we had an appointment set up for February 11th, 2000. That's a very significant day. Yes, it is. And if I'm giving too much information, no, then you got to stop me. But anyway, so so we met with him, and it was a very humbling experience to be in the room with, you know, a, a an apostle of the Lord. And I had been around him before because he is family, but. You know, it, it was in a different, different kind of light, you know, you're in his office and it, it's so nerve wracking. You don't want to say anything that you feel might scare the spirit off or anything like that. Um, anyway, so, so before we started the blessing, just right out of the blue, he says, I feel very impressed to ask you if you have thought about adoption first. And I was taken back by it. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. And we, we gave him, you know, the brief synopsis of our, our experience with adoption, which was our nephews. And so we were like, no, we're not even going to discuss that. And his response was, well, we'll see what he has to say about it. So anyway, he put his hands on my head and he, right from the beginning of the blessing, he said, I bless you that you will raise a child from another mother. And as soon as he said that, my whole body just went on fire. And I just felt, I just knew the thought came into my head. Okay, we're going to adopt. Like there was no argument, you know? And then he had said, you know, I bless you to seek out the best medical advice. So I thought, okay, that's a no brainer because our doctors had said, do in vitro again, because it, because the first time you didn't produce enough eggs. So we'll double your medication and that will double your eggs. And that will give us more viable options for insemination. And so then he said, I bless you that you will be able to um, conceive and, and bear a child of your own. And so it was a pretty mind blowing experience, um, increased it, increased my testimony quite a bit, but I knew walking away from that, that, that adoption was going to be something that we were going to do. I just didn't know what the order was and the hope for me was still to be able to conceive. So we went back to our doctors and our doctors said, okay, like we said, it's a no brainer. Let's do this again. In fact, we're so, uh, we're so convinced of, of how, of how effective it's going to be. We'll only charge you half the fee. So we're like, Oh, perfect. This is going to be great. So we went in and as 
not luck anymore because I know it was the way it was supposed to go. But as luck would have it, I produced half the amount of eggs and they were poor quality. And so, you know, we were pretty devastated because with in vitro, there's so much money, there's so much time, there's so much emotion. You're getting shots of hormones every day and you just, you just feel like this guinea pig. And so we were pretty devastated once we found out that that didn't work, but we decided um, after that, that we would go ahead and, and start the adoption process. And so that's what we did. So those were kind of the events that led up to us deciding to do that to make a long story long. (laughs) (laughs) That's so powerful. That's a really unique special experience that you had. I can't imagine such direct direction (laughs) from a blessing. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we hadn't had that. I don't know how we would have come around to having such an open mind and an open heart, you know, Mm. to that. So it was very, I think it was pretty awesome. That's really kind of, neat to think about how in an instant your whole mind and mentality shifted towards adoption. I think um, some people really need that. Like they need to be able to feel like they can embrace that. um, I don't know that next chapter. So, um, and I need to, I need to go back to the significant date. So the date of the, the blessing, like I said, was February 11th, 2000. Alex was born on February 11th, 2002. So it was two years. If I had known right then, if he had said, oh, two years from today, you're going to have a little baby. I would have been like, no, <laughs> you're kidding me. It's incredible. That's so cool. So what happened That's over those next cool. two years? Like, what? Well- as you were waiting, were you in working on the adoption process that entire time or? Well, no, like I said, with the, um, with the blessing, he had said, seek out the medical advice. So we went back and, and took, you know, uh, at least six months going through, I need to get my timeline straight, but at least going through the whole in vitro again and that whole process the second time. So then it was after that, that we started the paperwork and um, it was 10 months from when we started the paperwork to when um, Alex was born. So it was almost equivalent to a a birth, you know, a pregnancy. Hello. (laughs) That's what I meant. So. Would you tell us, would you tell us a little bit about what that was like? I didn't have this one written down, but about what it was like to get the phone call that Alex was born and that you would be meeting your daughter. (laughs) I make myself look like such an idiot, but it it is what it is. So, so we start the paperwork. I am the the kind of person that's like, oh, I don't want to jinx myself. So we're not going to go out and we're not going to buy like a, like a bassinet or, or a, a crib or, 
you know, baby carrier because I, I have to wait. I don't want to stress over it. I don't want to do anything, you know? So we didn't, we didn't buy anything. We just kind of wanted to wait out the process. And so we had been told that, that even if people were looking at our uh, case, our file, they weren't going to tell us if anybody was looking at it because they didn't want us to get our hopes up. So for 10 months, you know, we waited and waited and the Lord knows that I need to practice patience. So, so we waited and on, (laughs) I'm going to tell the same thing. I hope hope it's okay. So on um, February 10th, I decided to throw a tantrum. And I got really upset with Heavenly Father and I just started bawling and carrying on and I got really angry and was like, we're doing everything. We're going to the temple. We're reading our scriptures. We're saying our prayers. We're paying our tithing. Like everything on that list, we are doing all of it. Like, what is the holdup? Why are you not why are you not giving us this blessing that we've been fasting for and that we've been so diligent and, and it was a tantrum, you know, and what's significant about that is that while I'm throwing my tantrum over here, Heidi's in labor right at the same time. And I'm sure Heavenly Father was up there laughing going, you're going to feel so stupid when you find (laughs) out. (laughs) <laughs> you're throwing your tantrum and Heidi is is giving birth and so it was just within a couple of hours that that Heidi gave birth to Alex and so you know so that's that's the 11th which was a Sunday I remember because I I came back down from my you know my little tantrum and I came back to earth and and thought okay I went back into acceptance mode I just need to like keep going have faith don't give up you know all those things that people say so then Monday morning we get a phone call from our case worker and he says hey it's almost been a year uh you need to come in and we're gonna redo your paperwork we're gonna update it so for a minute I was like oh what does that mean does that mean that it that like it's he's going to tell us, you know, and other, uh, and our caseworker had said a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times birth mothers give the adoptive families gifts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just teasing. So we walk in the office and I'm like, okay, is there a gift? And the, his table is totally empty. And I'm like, oh, dang. Okay. So we sit down and he says, well, before we start the paperwork, we just need to give you something. And he puts this card, this little pink envelope on the table and slides it forward. And I pick it up and I open it up and get through the whole thing. You know, I couldn't even get through the first sentence, first sentence. I've chosen you to be the parents of my little girl and she's already been born and I just couldn't believe it. We just sat there in this, like it I just can't even express the, the 
emotions and the and I and I did feel stupid <laughs> because because I had just thrown my tantrum the day before or two days before. So um it was just so surreal. It was just I just couldn't believe that our prayers were answered and and then you know uh the caseworker had said, Oh, you're gonna meet Heidi tomorrow. Oh my gosh, we don't have anything. We haven't bought anything. So that day was filled with calling our families and sharing our news and oh, and shopping. buying, yeah, <laughs> buying a car seat and a crib. And we did have a binky. I lied a little bit. Somebody had given us a binky as a as a little gag gift, but I mean, you know, so we just tried to get ourselves prepared and we went in uh, to the hospital the next day. And, and when Heidi came through that door, it was like, it was like my sister, you know, like I knew, I knew Heidi, even though I didn't, I hadn't seen pictures. I had no idea, but it was like this instant love we didn't have to say anything we just bawled our eyes out and hugged each other and smiled and it was just such an incredible incredible like the spirit was so strong and I don't know we just knew I just feel like we knew each other and you know I'm sure in the pre-existence it's it wasn't okay, Heidi, you're going to go get pregnant and I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to have kids. I think it was just more of like, okay, who's going to help Andrea out? She's going to need some help. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but who's willing. Okay. I'll do it. Heidi says, I'll do it. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But I think you're right. I think another thing that like that Andrea doesn't say about this day specifically is that I didn't have Alex with me when we first met, but when we right. first met, it was just me and her and her previous husband and my parents were there. And I, I feel like that's a key part of the story because to me, that made me feel like on that day, it was about our connection. Mm -hmm. And it was like the first time I was able to really have that confirmation that like these are Alex's parents mm -hmm. no doubt about it in my mind and it was really like they had such love and care for me and it didn't have anything to do with Alex at that moment right like mm -hmm. like the focus wasn't on a baby mm -hmm. in the room I mean obviously we were all there because of her but that day made me feel like they loved me yeah and I needed that because the next day was going to be about me handing Alex over mm -hmm. but that day I needed that confirmation and and to get to know them because I made the decision quite quickly and I was like I need something like I and so we just sat there and got to know each other and it was mm -hmm. amazing yeah I think it kind of amazes me that in all of those mixed emotions that you were feeling Heidi and that you were feeling Andrea just like all the shock and just the previous day feeling, you know, devastated and tired and exhausted, I'm sure. And then to get that phone call and just be ready to completely love Heidi and be there for her first and wrap your arms around her. I don't know. I do. I think that that you probably didn't realize it then, but that really set the foundation for like a really beautiful relationship between the two of you before Alex um, was ever 
in the room. No, there's no question. And, and there wasn't any of this like, okay, I want to put on this, like get myself ready and make sure that I'm presenting myself. Like, of course, before I met her, I was nervous, you know, what's going to happen. What are, what is our relationship relationship going to be like? But, but there wasn't this like, like, okay, be kind to her, make sure that you're saying this or this, you know, it was like, we come together and it was just this natural, like pick up where we left off, even though we had forgotten where we left off. (laughs) Does that make sense? I love that so much. That's so awesome. You just heard part one of Andrea's story. I know, I know you cannot wait for part two and I promise you guys it's good. So stay tuned next week where part two will be released. Until next time, thanks so much, guys.